0: Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 319 of the Big Show, some enforcer based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Back another Sunday. Back from vacation. Yes, had a few days, had about four days off, went up to the lake, had a good time. A cell service was spotty up there, not that it bothered me all that much. So I really wasn't on social media too much. So I missed the Sunday episode, but we're back. Um, how are you guys doing? What are we going to talk about today? Well, um, I was going to record this earlier. Actually, I was going to get a hold of a cat. And we are going to do an interview. But between the grad renos that are going on on one side of me, and apparently we had the friggin' March Madness basketball tournament going on on the other side of me, um, you guys would have heard a lot of all the whole interview. So I wasn't going to do that to anybody. And uh, I had to wait until they kind of shut her down for the night. So it's about 8 o'clock here on Saturday night. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real swinging Saturday here talking to my microphone in my basement, but uh, you know, I do have There we go um, Having a few beers wife's not feeling that good tonight, so uh, She is upstairs watching TikTok videos and the Blue Jay game if Anybody's gonna make you feel sick the Jays can do it but here. Cheers first one tonight So it's a real professional, professional show I got going here. My lead in. Oh, I'll get to that. Um, yeah, it's, um, well, what are we going to talk about? Um, I have a list. The top eight, I don't know why it's eight, but top eight duos, tag teams, if you will. So we're, we'll get into that list. As I always say with the lists, um, I don't look at them ahead of time. I enjoy discovering them with you guys, so uh, we'll we'll find out who the duos are. As well, uh, oh, here we go. I, the Dollarama special. I got hockey cards. I always like opening hockey cards, as I always say, on an audio podcast. It's very exciting. But these are the 1990 scorecards. So, of course, famously for the future superstar Eric Lindros card that back in the day everyone was chasing. Um, yes. I was in grade 8 when that was, grade 9 when that was going on. I can remember that. And that was a big deal if you could score a Lindros card. So we'll see. Chasing Lindros. We'll see if we can get one here. Yarmir Yager, of course, that was a great draft class. Of course, you got Owen Nolan and Yager and Fremont and Ricci and... Brad May and Brodeur and Turner Stevenson and Sean Antosky. Link Gates' rookie card is in here. Oh, the possibilities are endless. So, uh, But before we get rolling, uh, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i throw out the shout-outs and then we can get into it. Um, cause i gotta, I got to talk to you guys about a few things. Um, some stuff came up that I want to uh, talk to the listeners about. And uh, hopefully I can get some feedback from you. I always enjoy getting feedback from you guys. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that, but uh, but first, um, as I always say, obviously a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Plenty of shows in the network. I'm on the original creator side. Oh, now, crack beer now. I get the hiccups. Tremendous. Definitely uh, professional here, um, but on the original content side with Joel Joel Lazito. Uh, Alec at the 5 for Fighting podcast, Jordan at 5 in a game, Terry Ryan, oh what a crew to be associated with, let me tell you, yep, yeah. i tell you, if you're hanging out with those folks, you back to the wall, keep your hand on your wallet, I'll tell you that, um, but coming up, Coliseum Chronicles, it's a New York Islander based podcast, but Joe has went off the island And get Jordan, I think Joe's going to go, he's entertainment tonight, he's like, he, he's Mary Hart, TMZ, Perez, Perez Hilton, I don't know. Um, he's interviewing all the stars. He's gone Hollywood. Another Shorzy, uh, actor. And, um, his name is Keegan Long. Again, one of the kids that, uh, Shorzy, when he's in the high school games, always beaks, beaks with. Um, yeah. So I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. I'll be listening to that in the truck on Monday. But yeah, Shorzy cast member Keegan Long is, uh, Joe's guest. And uh yeah, like I said, I'm waiting what's going to happen what's going to happen next. Oh, he's going to have directors and producers and yeah, Joe's going Hollywood, let me tell you. Yep. Then we got Alec, the fight for fighting podcast, uh, and he is uh has an interview coming out here shortly with Kelly Bent, uh Wichita Thunder East Coast Hockey League tough guy, and uh you know, looking forward to that. Um both these cats have tremendous back catalogs that I've Highly recommend you check out, and then of course you got Jordan at five in a game, and uh, again another great back catalog. He's new; to, he's new to the business, but uh, he he is uh, quickly. Uh, well, see, the problem is he lives in the Maritime, he works out in Alberta, blah blah blah. So uh, he will be back in the fall on a regular. Once he gets home and has a bunch of months off, then he'll obviously become much more. Um you know, a weekly podcast, but right now a little tough going right now, but, uh, definitely give his, uh, back catalog a look-see. Um, yeah, there we go. That's, uh, there, that's the, uh, that's that's the crew that I hang out with. Yeah. It's a, what a group. Uh, hold on. I have the hiccups. Jesus, what's going on here? I think we should take another sip of beer. Um, First and foremost, I'd like to talk, uh, well, we have an enforcer signing. Darian Skiho has re-signed the Savannah Ghost Pirates in the East Coast League. Love it. Uh, Skiho, tough dude. Old dub kid. Uh, met him at Ice Wars, actually. Um, and I, I wish, congratulations, I wish him the best. Uh, I believe he will be up in Henderson with the Silver Knights with a tryout in the American League. Uh, and I hope he makes it. Tough kid. Big dude, played for the Vancouver Giants. Um, I'm down, man. Good luck to you, sir. So it's always nice to see those guys getting signed. Um, yeah, um, well... Huh. What should I do first? Well, I'll do my week on the... Well, it all sort of ties together with my week on the internet. Um, re, which really wasn't much. I, like I said, I wasn't... I, bleh, bleh, bleh. Easy for you to say. I really wasn't on the internet that much. As I said, I was up at the up at the lake, so... Um, yeah, phone was away, we're out in the boat, and doing some swimming in the lake, and I was just floating out there, and drinking beer on the beach, and, uh, just enjoying myself in the nice weather, so, uh, yeah, I really don't, um, I've always been, I've always been able to, like, to put the phone down, I don't, I don't have it glued to my hand, or anything like that, so I left it back in the cabin, and, uh, yeah, so I really, uh, you know, at night, you know, when it got later, you know, we were back at the cabin, sitting on the deck, or having some drinks, or whatever, but, um, I you know I'd look a few things up and stuff, but overall I was uh, it was fairly spotty, um, the the cell coverage. Um, I was say up at Candle if you want a, a Candle Lake if you want to if you want a great uh, yeah, uh, internet service man go on the boat and go out in the middle of the lake shit you get five bars out there. I said if I had to stay up at Candle all summer I'd be doing my podcast from the pontoon boat out in the middle of the lake. That'd be an interesting podcast, wouldn't it? Out in the out in the middle of the lake, but I, I tell you, you I get faster service out there than I do in my living room. So, yeah, but my week on the internet. Um, well, <laughs> the only one actually that I kind of had a laugh about was today. Um, uh, old Rob once again, uh, you know, very active in the in the fight in the hockey fight and brawls Facebook page. He's always posting the shit up there. Well, he posted his top fifty of all time. I said top fifty. That's very ambitious. Um, I have a tough enough time doing a top ten, let alone a top fifty. Uh, but he put up his top fifty, and holy shit, I had about three hundred and some comments. Um, and ju- oh, ju- you could just imagine. Um, you know, like I said, every. If, I mean, anytime you're doing a list or anything like that, it's like. There is no right or wrong answer. I mean, that's your opinion. That's what you think. And, you know, whatever. But, oh, the amount of clowns commenting is just unreal. And I always laugh, though. They'll, oh, I can't believe you put him in front of that. Like, where's Kosar and where's this guy? Well, Kosar's number seven. All oh, you know, like just clowns. But it's just, uh. I, I noticed they never put their lists up though like they like to throw the stones and call call Rob an idiot or whatever or I can't believe this or that and blah 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 but okay, well, where's your video? you know so I well, like the one guy here just uh going on on this guy well this just like you thinking McGratton was top twenty. I guess we all have our opinions, so Rob replies. Well, some of ours are based on tangible things. Some of ours aren't, which cracked me up. So old Jay replies back, yeah, I played A against him in one summer. I guess yours isn't. I don't know what that means. And then he replies, but you've watched so much video. I'm sorry you have it down pat, pal. Like, oh, okay. So this guy played, I, I love, you played summer triple, no, you played drop-in hockey with him in the summer. You know, y'all paid your five bucks at the at the communiplex and away you went. And so he was probably like sixteen. So you're going to judge a guy uh, his fighting career at sixteen. You know, never mind a decade later when he's in the NHL. But at sixteen in summer league, he just didn't show you much. Yeah, because there's so much fighting in the AAA summer league. Uh, like, okay, you're an all star. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but you watched video. Yeah, I mean, I guess why would you do that? I mean, you know, you watched video and based your opinion on that. Oh, you dumb motherfucker! Like, just (laughs) so you watch video. I guess you got it down then. Hey, pal, I, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. I, I wasn't out there in the summer league in Ontario playing drop-in hockey. You know where there's all all, we, we we judge all the. That's where they scout all the fighters is in the summer league. Oh, these are the people that are in these groups. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, well, there, I mean, there's a bunch of comments, but the one guy, oh, Bob Gasoff's name came up. Oh, the fact you don't have him top five all time shows you're clueless. Oh, yeah, Gasoff's fifth of all time, is he? Oh, he, he was the reason the Flyers did this, and he's the reason teams drafted. He was one of the greatest of all time. I'm not saying this to slight Bob Gasoff at all. But first of all, I'm pretty sure the guy writing that probably never saw Gasoff. I mean, how like, and Rob's perfect answer to him was, well, I, I've i never seen, like, outside of the, the minimal clips of Bob Gassoff that there are. I've never really seen him. So I can't really rank him. Um, you know, and I agree. Uh, but, of course, this guy's just going on and on. Well, that's why you don't know anything, and he's the top five of all time. Um... That's why they retired his number, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, they retired his number because it was a tragic accident. They didn't retire his number because he made the Philadelphia Flyers draft differently. Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, Randy Holt's been vocal on Facebook, but Gasoff wasn't that tough at all. So, I mean, you know, whatever. That's Randy Holt's opinion, but, um, I can't, like, again, I'm in, I'm in the same position Rob's in. I mean, I've never seen Gasoff fights. No one has. Um, you know, and I'm pretty sure Num Nuts here probably wasn't in St. Louis watching him. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, he played, what, three and a half seasons, had, I looked it up, I think, I believe he had 35 NHL career, 35 career fights in the NHL. You know, obviously his, his life was cut short with the, with the accident and everything else, but um, you know, if he hadn't gotten killed and played, you know, a 12, 13, you know, a 6, 7, 800 game career, well then, you know, we could have that discussion about Bob Gasoff, but, I mean, his fight card's good and everything, and he had 300 minutes to one year, and blah, 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 but, um you know, I, <laughs> so you're top five all-time, so you got, like, Probert, Dave Brown, Wilson, LaRock, here, you figure Gasoffs in that conversation, you know, ahead of Koser, and McSorley, and Baruby and Bugard and all these guys, like, yeah, you know, okay, Larry Playfair, and you know, whatever, Gillies and all that. Oh, Gassoff's right in there with his 30-some fights, you know. Yeah, okay. You know, again, it's all opinion. There's no right or wrong, but, uh, you know, I, I think the body of work really isn't there when you compare him to other people. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, anytime. I know well, from doing this show I know people like lists and every that's why I do lists all the time Hence, so I have a list at the end of this episode um, You know, so I know people like lists and all that and it's fun to see everybody's top 10 I mean Rob asked me what mine was in that and I replied and um, You know, I've done it on here a couple times. I've done it on the sites a few times My top five is fairly standard. I mean it's pretty much I got I think it's Probert, Brown, LaRock, Wilson, Brashear really it's kind of my top five. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever way the wind's blowing, I think. You know, you get ah, you get a coaster in there, a Berube, a McSorley, uh, you know, maybe a Bugard or a Grimson. Um, you know, I think McGratton's got to be in that conversation. Um, uh, you know, I don't, you know, of course, Gillies and stuff. I mean, a lot of guys will yell Playfair and stuff. Again, another guy, limited footage for myself. Um, a Little before my, like, I mean, obviously has a live when he's playing, but I wasn't watching Larry Playfair footage when I was nine. Um, but you know, this, some of the stuff that's out there. I mean, I know he's got a huge rep, and 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 the, the old timers really pump his tires. Um, so I'm I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the top ten. I I'm much like as Rob stated earlier, and I you know. Um, I'm kind of in that boat that uh, I just I haven't seen enough to to really comment on them uh, or to make a proper assessment. But uh, yeah, I mean that you know, like I said, it's everyone everyone's top ten is different, and I mean that's the um, well. And as Mark brought up, he goes, "Well, that was the that's the point of bringing this up. It it, it produces uh, discussion and." And that's what this group is all about and everything. And, and I, I agree with them. I said, my only issue with all the, with in the comments section, I said, it's just when you get fanboys or trolls or just people that have zero clue. That's, that's my issue with it. I have no problem with this at the discussion. If someone says, Oh, I disagree. I think so and so should be in there because, well, then that's a discussion and you're, you're being adult about it. And, and that's a fun, that's what the group's all about is to have that back and forth, back and forth with people. But. When it's just like I said, with like these dorks that play. Oh, I played summer league, you know, like against Brian McGratton, you know, and he's nothing. Oh, okay, you know, and just shit like that. I mean, yeah, that's. I, I basically I would say to Mark, I said, well, that's what uh, that's what really kills the enthusiasm for creators, and I said I speak from firsthand from coming up with uh, Twitter tournaments and uh, doing while well, doing this podcast and 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 just in general. Um, you know, I you you get feedback or you know you get comments from people and it, uh you know, and, and uh, I mean that's the thing. If, uh, if if it's constructive criticism, I have no problem taking that, right? But uh, you know, when it's just trolls or, or or people beaking off or whatever, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, or like you said, you, I, like I've done the Twitter tournament every year, and I mean, I've had Lazito and guys like that ask me like. I can't believe you keep doing this. Because it's just... There's so many fucking idiots. And it's and there is. But it's like... I always like to say... Well, I, I do it for the 95% that aren't. Um, but you're always going... We're so-and-so. And this this is a bush bracket. And I can't believe you do that match. And you go... You get every idiot coming out of the woodwork. I mean... They've never done anything creative themselves. I mean... They're not going to do their own tournament... Or anything like that. But they could sure sit on the sidelines... And, you know... Throw stones. But... You know, what are you going to do? So, you know, are you going to let those people bother you and then not do it? Uh, You know. But I can tell you, in all honesty, yeah, it's it's a real pain in the ass sometimes, without a doubt. And, uh, And you do start questioning, you know, yeah, what the fuck am I doing this for? But... No, and I I appreciate all the work that Rob does in the group. And he's always coming up with matchups and lists and everything else. And to be completely honest, most of the time it's what kind of keeps the group, not that the group would go away, but it keeps any sort of activity going in the group. Because for the most part, I think a lot of people, I mean, there's tens upon tens tens of thousands of members. I think there's 50,000 members, to be honest. Well, you know. Uh, how many are bots and everything else, but you know what I'm saying? there's tens of thousands anyway, and I think I think of a ma- good majority it will not I think I know the good majority of them um they're they're reply people or they're comment people like they're not gonna start any threads on their own and uh you know so and which is fine you're a a lurker as they say, and um you don't wanna you know you don't feel the need to add your two cents in. I completely understand that but at the same time, it's like yeah. If you want to keep these boards kind of going and alive, it's like, you know. And I, to be completely honest, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge topic guy either. Like I'll throw out pictures constantly. I'm always putting up pictures and stuff, and hopefully that draws um, a story or a, a something out of the out of the picture. But yeah, to be completely, yeah, I'm not a big topic starter, conversation starter guy either. So, you know, um, I get it. But, so that's why I appreciate what Rob's doing. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it just, yeah, the, oh the comment section was so just, I mean, I'm not surprised by any, oh, the AAA comment cracked me up, but I mean, I'm not surprised by any of the comments. Like I said, it's the same kind of shit that I get when I do the Probert Invitational Tournament, which actually it should be coming up here. Should it not? I guess we're entering August here and I usually kind of do it late August, September. So, um, yeah, look for that. Oh, I can't wait to put that out and get told how stupid it is and where so-and-so. But, uh, no, like I said, it's, uh, it's always a fun exercise to do. And and like I said, for the most part, it, um, you know, like I said, it, uh, you kind of, you do it for the 95%, not the 5%. But, uh, no the other the other thing that kind of came up when I was you know it was a comment that I got uh actually about my last episode um, the mean thirteen um, I had a guy on Twitter he doesn't follow me or anything but out of the blue um he, he he tweeted out uh tried to listen we'll try again later but five minutes of telling me about equipment issues is not a great lead in um <laughs> Which kind of, okay, I, I guess. No, it probably wasn't. Um, I, you know, I didn't realize this was fucking TSN here, but... Or ESPN. Um, I guess... Well, I guess that it, the the thing that kind of... I was thinking about it later, and I, I was telling the brother-in-law about it. And he's like, well, you, you were kind of sitting there having beers on the deck. And it was... Because uh, I read it when I was at the cabin. But I was... Uh, he's like, well, does that piss you off? And I'm like, no. Because, I mean, I've gotten... I mean, I've had people email me and tell me my show was shitty and, you know, whatever. And that doesn't actually really bother me all that much. It was more, um, not that his comment, um, I've gotten the comment, not often, I've gotten it from a few people um, about sort of how unprofessional my show is. Uh, And I've always sort of laughed about it because, oh my God, I didn't realize I was supposed to be professional. Um, you know, as I said, it's not a, a, you know, I'm not on fucking network news here. And, uh, you know, so I don't, uh, I'm just some fucking asshole in this basement drinking beer at the moment and, uh, yelling out my window. So, um, but at the same time, I guess, you know, you're always, as you put out the episodes and everything else, I mean, you're always on the quest for new listeners. I mean, that's, you know, you always want the show to grow, I mean, you know, I get it, as I've always said, I understand I'm a niche product, and there's only, no, like, my show, my show has a, sorry folks, i dropped my phone here, uh, my, I get my show has a ceiling, you know, because really, I mean, I understand, like, new age fans aren't going to listen to this, because like, they give a shit about Craig Cox and Bob McGill, I mean, you know, they don't care, and they don't know who those people are anyway. Hell, they, probably weren't, even, they weren't even born when they were playing. Um, you know, So I, and that whole hockey, hockey fight thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you're on an island, right? And like I said, that's why the network, there's a couple of us that do it. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, if you think of all the hockey podcasts, there isn't any, there isn't, how many fight-specific shows are there? Th- four. And they're all on the network. So, um, you know. So, I, I mean, I get it. That's fine. I mean, I didn't get into this to for any other reason other than I enjoy talking about hockey fights and wanted to talk to tough guys and fellow fight fans and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, I'm rambling here. But my point being is, um, like I said, every once in a while I'll get messages from people that obviously have not... It's like their first time listening to the show. Most of the time it comes from I've interviewed somebody that they're a fan of or... And so this is like, well, I've never listened to this guy's show, but I want to hear so-and-so. Uh, so they'll listen to it. Maybe they go back and listen to another episode. Then I'll get a message from them. And yeah, I enjoyed the interview, but you know, you did this, this, and this. It's like, okay. And um, like I get, what, what are we at? Like I said, episode 319. I guess I've become very comfortable behind the microphone talking to you guys. And I guess I I... Yeah, I, I, I guess wrongly I guess but I always just sort of assume that you know we're all kind of friends here and everyone's listened before and you know the gimmick and we all sit here and talk about my week on the internet and swear and drink beer and yap like whatever because I've always said I've always on this show what I've always tried to do um for anybody that's played any sports or anything or uh, you know I always want it to be like you're in the locker room after the game or you're watching the game and you're sitting in your basement man cave or whatever you call it, so to speak, and a couple of the boys are over and you're just drinking some beers and and you're bullshitting. That's kind of the vibe I've always tried to go go with for the show and I've always tried to make it sound comfortable. Um, Whenever I have guests on, I try to make them feel comfortable and I guess... I... (sighs) I guess you call it unprofessional. I just call it a casual atmosphere. Like I said, I'm I'm not trying to like some people are trying to use this as a their shows for resumes to get onto networks. And that's all fine. And more power to them. I've never been like that. I don't care. I have a job. I don't this is pretend radio to me. This I'm living out my radio fantasy. Um, you know, and so I guess what I've tried is I I guess the the point of my show is uh I guess I have sort of I lack professionalism really um for lack of a better term it, for I I don't know how to word it like I said um this guy telling me about my lead in and everything else and um well the reason I brought up about the audio problem is because I normally do two episodes in a week and I and I didn't do one that day and I have people I have people text me or they will text me like, oh, no show today or you're not doing anything or everything okay or whatever. I mean, I have multiple people send me texts if my show is not there first thing in the morning uh, on a Wednesday or on a Sunday. And uh, they're probably asking me what am I or doing it right now. <laughs> so um, that's why I explained to people. So, but I guess as a new listener, you're like, "Well, get on with your show, man." Like I'm tuning in for the Fourth Line Voice and we're supposed to be doing a list here and this is serious business. I guess, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm not mad at this guy for writing that. I mean, he doesn't know it's his first time, probably his last time listening to the show. Um I but it it just sort of like I said it, it kind of put me in that in that I was wondering and, and I, I throw this out to you, the listeners, the regular listeners. Um, and, and this is where I really want your guys' feedback. I know you're all sitting there listening to it and you're just like, oh, well, you know, a couple other people will say whatever. No, I'm ask I'm asking you as listeners, um, to, it would help me out. Um, it really would. Um, if you, if you're on social media, get a hold of me and you're follow, we follow each other on social media. Just send me a direct message. Um, if you're not on social media, hockey at hotmail.com all one word hockey at hotmail.com send me an email and and I and just you know I, I mean what how how should I be feeling about this i I don't know um I'm not bothered by it like I said after 319 episodes I mean professionalism that ship has sailed man um again I guess I should say though I do take I've, and I've always said this uh, well, I take, well, cause they didn't say anything about the content. That was just more, I mean, it's never about the content. I guess it's about the presentation. Um, I've always said my content, I will put my content up with anybody. Um, it's original. So you're, you know, so it's always tough to come up with original stuff. I will put up my player interviews with anybody's. Um, I've never cheated the listener. Um, I've become, I come prepared. I take my research seriously. I look up, I'm not just, oh, I'm talking to a guy and I have hockey DB open and, you know. Uh, no, I mean, I look into their careers and do the, you know, and take the time. Uh, as I always say, there's, to me, if you're going to have a guest on and take, they're going to take time out of their life to come talk to you on your show, The the bottom line is, is to be a, at that point, you have to be professional and not waste their time. Um, And I think far too often there are many podcasts, including big podcasts, that uh, are fucking embarrassing with their interviews. Um, But again, some of them are so popular. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, people will listen anyway. And, you know, hey, whatever. But to me, um, it's completely disrespectful to invite someone on. And then, you so where did you play Junior? Like, fuck, really? Like, come on. You know, and there are plenty of shows that do that bullshit. I've never done that. I will put it, like I said... I, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I'm not. It's just... I'll put up my interviews with anybody. And, and I will put up my research with anybody's. And, um, you know, and I, and I think my guests will say the same thing. And, um, you know, so I've always prided myself on that. And th- in terms of that, I guess overall, I guess it's the presentation. I guess, you know, should I be taking this more seriously? Eh, I i I don't think so, but I mean again, it's not like you know we're completely out in, I don't think the show's completely out in left field I mean, yeah, we have a little some laughs and some goofy shit now and again, and you know, and I mean, I've been known to circle the drain and beat a dead horse I'm not gonna i i well kind of what am I doing now? the irony um, you know, so that's just my personality, I guess I get long winded about certain things, I guess trying to drive the point home, I guess, but um. You know, yeah. And somebody said, "Well, you know, it might you might speed up your show or more streamline your show if you script it and you write it out." Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing for me is I don't have time. Like, oh, oh, do a script and do all this and get your bullet points and all that, and and you could spit polish to show a bit better. Yeah, if I did it once a week, yeah, maybe I could. You know, um, I do it twice a week. I have to come up with original content. Um, at the same time, especially during the summer, I work, I legit work every day. Yeah, I know I just got back from the lake after four days off and everything else. That was my first days off. That was my first day off since April. I haven't had a day off since April. I work every day. And I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna work every day until late September until we go to Las Vegas after this. So I don't have time or like to come down and, Oh, I'm gonna research all the like I'll research the guests. I'll I'll take a couple hours each night for a couple nights, look up their DP, elite hockey, maybe look into a story, newspapers.com, ask a few ask a few of my trusted research folks about a guy, or if I if this guy played a certain league and I know a guy is a big UHL guy or an AHL guy or whatever, I'll ask them, hey, do you ever, you know, you got any backstory on this guy or whatever, in case I'm missing something? If some if he was on another show, I will listen to the podcast. Sometimes very tough, but I, I will listen. I'll kind of fast forward through it, but I'll listen to make sure, like, I don't want to double up and repeat shit. Um, so that all takes time, which I really don't have all that much. As I always say, there's someone upstairs. I need to talk to every once in a while too. And we obviously, not that we have big swinging nightlifes as I sit here on a Saturday at nine o'clock at recording this, but I mean, we have family, we visit and everything else. So, you know, um, I just don't have the time to do all. Yeah. So if I had the time to do a script and and do bullet points and oh talking points and all this shit. Well, yeah, the show would sound a lot, probably a lot more professional, everything else. No, I'm literally hitting record and just giving you guys an hour of content that you can listen to on your commute to work. And, um. Uh, you know, or, you know, like I said, interview a player, which doesn't happen as much lately. Um, but when you sit down and interview the player after you're done, I'd like to think maybe you know something about them. Or if it's an Ice Force preview and, hey, you're going to tune into Ice Wars, you know who, tra- you know a little bit about Travis Check now or James, who, uh, James Brooks or Bo Cornell or whatever. Um, you know, and a preview show, review shows, which I'm always proud of. Uh, I, with Jay and Alec, or whoever I'm having on, or if I have a fight guest on and we talk, or fight fan, pardon me, and we do the show, um, I'm always proud of those shows. I've never, I've, I don't, you know, wow, well, I've I've done a few, i hey, has every show I've done been great? No, shit, I've got three finger stinkers in there for sure. Um, tried my best, tried to give you content. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. What are you gonna do? Um, I've, I've done a few different gimmicks, and it was just like, eh, some of the feedback was kind of, meh. So, all right, well, we won't do that again. Um, you know, always get to try, though, right? Like I said, I'm trying to do two and a half, three hours of content every week. Original content. It's tough. So, um, but yeah, I, I basically, I've always said, I've never lied to the listeners. I turn on the microphone and this is who I am. This is how I talk in real life. Um, so, I, I don't put, I don't, I think there's a lot of people that put on bullshit. They put on their little persona and you know, what, and again, I'm not, that's their gimmick, that's what they like to do, that's cool, whatever um, I've never done that, I'm just, this is who I am And, uh yeah, so I don't know, like again, as this guy certainly isn't the first person to accuse me of being unprofessional So, uh, it probably won't be the last, but um, I, I'd really like to, like I said, I really want to hear from you guys I know, um, yeah please get a hold of me and just although I don't really know what my question is not am I professional or not that's you know I've always said I don't know just what should I be doing what should I not be doing what do I do that's annoying like I said if no one tells me um, you know I'll keep doing it uh, Because and like I said I don't I don't go back and listen to my shit after I release it I don't I, so, I don't know what I sound like. Well, I, should, I know what I sound like because I've had to get sound bites or edit things now and again. I don't edit much. But, I mean, so I'm not, what does my voice sound like? That's not what I mean. But just kind of, is there shit that I do that's, I hey, if you didn't do that, it would be better show or whatever, I guess is what I'm asking. So, I don't know. What the fuck? I'm asking you, the listeners out there. I mean, there might not be many, but damn it, they're strong. Um, but no, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. So please get a hold of me. Uh, like I said, social media, DM me or, uh, hockeyfights at hotmail.com and, uh, we'll chat. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you guys regardless. Even if it's not with anything and you're just like, Oh, I watched a fight video and I saw that or whatever. I don't know. Just drop me a line. I like to hear from fight fans. But how about we just chase Lindros now? Like I said, we're going to, uh, um, we're going to ask. We're gonna ask. What am I what am I talking about? Here, hold on, I gotta take a drink. What are we doing here? I think I've had too many let's just take a drinks. But yeah. But I like hearing from you guys. So but here we're gonna we're gonna open some score hockey cards here on the air. Uh, like I said, it's an audio podcast, so this is very exciting. Oh, Here we go Patrick Sundstrom to start things off. I love the old score man We opened up a lot of packs of these Scott Young for the Hartford. This is when the Hartford was still in the league Brent Sutter Sutter family unbelievable Jeff Brown Record setter Yuri Curry. Oh, there you go Gretzky 1990 scoring leader Dave Chizowski Eric Lindros had a lot. Speaking of Lindros, he had a, he had a lot of heat with Chazowski. Chazowski hit him from behind in an OHL game, and Lindros was always looking for revenge. Scott O'Neill, Brian Prop, great player. Oh, Marty, Marty McSorley. There we go. Marty's going in the, going over in this section over here. Here we go. Clint Millarchuk. Yeah, that's one of the scariest incidents of all time. I heard his books really good. Doug Bodger. Randy Wood, Tom Barasso. Well, no Lindros, unfortunately. But we got Marty. That's all right. I always love the the write ups on the back. What's what's Marty say here? Marty is one of the NHL's premier enforcers during the the past five seasons, with often been called Gretzky's bodyguard. While he topped the Kings in penalty minutes for the second straight season in 89-90, he contributed offensively as well with career highs in goals, assists, and points, establishing himself a personal high with three assists against Washington. A right winger during much of his career with the Oilers, Marty played virtually the entire 89-90 season on defense. He scored two goals in a game for the fourth time in his career. Signed as a free agent with Pittsburgh in 1982 and was traded to the Oilers in 1985. Yeah, that that what a hell of a season, that 89-90, 75 games. He had 15 goals, 21 assists, and 322 minutes of penalties. Yeah, Marty turned himself into a real solid player. There we go. So, unfortunately, no Lindros, but hey, what can you do? And now, here's a word from our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8HOPENY or text HOPENY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings. Dot .com slash sportsbook for details for state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right. Well. Wow. Now... We're coming to the main event of the program here, folks. The duos. Yeah, so it's dynamic duos. You know, I mean, you got Batman and Robin, Starsky and Hutch, Peanut Butter and Jam, Tripper and Dallas. See how many my listeners pick up on that one. I got an old school crew, so you you might be able to pick up on the Tripper and Dallas. But uh, uh, Alec is like, what? Who? But uh, the top eight duos. Let's see what's going on. Like I said, I'm going to... a cat sent this to me, so uh, we'll we will go through this together. We're discovering this for the first time. As I always say, I like to keep the reactions, uh, you know, honest or genuine. I guess. All right. Hey, Darren. Yeah, I found this. We did, we did this on a board a little uh, many years ago. It was the best duos ever. Enjoy. Uh, all right. So, I, well, I don't. Okay, I don't know what message board this is from. But, uh, all right. So it might be one of the old fight boards. I, if it had been FC, I think you would have mentioned it. But, uh, okay. So the top eight duos, we'll go, uh, I, I list. I sent them to you eight to one because I know you like to go. Okay. All right. So these guys know my shtick already. I have a couple guys uh, that always send me, li- that have sent me like a ton of lists or links to lists from Bleacher Report or wherever. And, uh... Yeah, and i saved them all in a folder. So, all right. And, I'm you know, Matt, Dave, I appreciate it. Yeah, I really do. Thank you. Matt sent me this one. So this is cool. Uh, okay, top eight. I always love when the, it's like it's never in the top five or top ten or t- 20. No, top eight. All right. Eight. Here we go. It's so Number eight. Uh, Basil McRae and Shane Sherlock. Well, I know Al didn't make this list. Um, Al, I need to get you on the show here for do a rapid fire or something. Um. Yeah. Uh. Basil and Churlin. Well. Yeah. I mean. Uh. Played. Uh. We got here. Th- played three seasons. Yeah. I know they had a really strong. Uh. Playoff. Yeah. Not well. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. As I scroll a little further, the ninety ninety one playoffs. So yeah. Twenty two games. Yeah. That's when the Minnesota went all the way to the final. I believe they played Pittsburgh. I believe. Yeah. But McCray and Churla were everywhere in that series and caused a lot of shit. Um, I was never a huge Basil fan. Um, my, uh, although contrary to Al, we, Al and I have disagreed on this, uh, I I give Basil more better. But Al was around. I guess he he watched people are like who the fuck is Al? No, Al and I have talked about Basil a few times. He's a fellow fellow fight fan, and I know he listens to the show now and again. But. Uh, um, he was never a Basel guy. I, you know, I watched a bunch of North Star stuff a, a while ago. Some old mid-80s, or late-80s Minnesota stuff. And McCray was on there. Like, goddamn, I think he must have fought 60 times in those two years. Um, it didn't look bad. Um, you know, like again, am I saying always the top guy in the league? No. But, I mean, always there. Great fight card. Fought, you know, played a long time. Um, wore hell I think he wore the C of Minnesota off and on Uh, you know when they did a rotating thing, um, you know, he had a hell of a career Um You know again, was he a killer? No, but never backed down Um, shane churla on the other hand. I love me some shane churla one of the most exciting fighters chainsaw Wide open. I you know, I always I always point to the churla mcguire fight when churla was in hartford uh, and pretty much on one of the first fight tapes I ever got, was uh, was probably the fight that got me into hockey fights, really. And uh, it's still one of my favorite fights of all time. No, I love me some Shane Churla. But Churla was a great, uh, you know, real physical guy, great hitter. Um, yeah, I, I'm down. i down. I can see that. Top eight. You know, again, are we top eight of all time? Well, yeah. I, I mean, they didn't really list what their criteria was or anything. So... Um, I, you know, going forward with the list here, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And we'll, we'll disagree with the, wh- how it turns out. But I mean, in duos, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd throw their names out there for sure. Uh, number seven, Ojuk and Brashear. Only played once in 96, 97. Okay. So, yeah, I guess there's really no criteria for length or anything like that. I mean, I think these guys only played about a season and a half together. Um, yeah, out in Vancouver this is where Brashear really found his career. Uh, you know, Montreal came up as a rookie. Eh, you know, he did yeah limited success. In Montreal it was getting better, um, and then just got to Vancouver and really blossomed, and actually probably made Ojik expendable. Um, but Ojik, yeah, I mean, played what? How many year? Eight, nine years in Vancouver. Uh, you know, Burray's bodyguard, so to speak, did a great job. Um, you know, Jesus could run for mayor in Vancouver and could have won at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about two at the time. That's that. That's two legit bad motherfuckers right there. Gino Ogic and Donald Brashear. To be, I, and I've always said, I'm honest with you guys. To be completely honest, not I'm not a real fan of either guy. I mean, you know, Gino, rest in peace. I mean, I'm not you know trying to speak ill of the dead or anything, but I mean, I was never a big Ojick fan. Not that I didn't think, I didn't really have anything for again him, but it was like I don't know. I never. I don't know what it was. I I don't really know what it was. It's one of those things. It's like, you know what I said with people have guys you like and don't like. Not that I did. I hated Gene Ojek or anything like that. It was nothing like that. But it was just like, I don't know. I just wasn't an Ojek guy. I mean, you know. And Brashear, same thing. I mean, but I've always given them their due without a doubt. I mean, Ojek was a great enforcer for Vancouver. And Brashear was one of the Hell, he's in my top five of all time. So, I mean, but am I a fan of Donald Brashear? No. But... Shit, you got to recognize, right? So, but yeah, hey, that's... A, I, for one, I mean, they only played the one season or one one and a bit, but son of a bitch, that's a bad duo right there. Uh, number six. Tied only Chris King. Well, there you go. Played parts uh, on and off for eight seasons. Uh, yeah, again, I don't... Uh, I, well, I'll keep reiterating. I don't know what their qualifications are, but I mean... I mean, there's no denying the success when they got traded from the Rangers to, uh, Winnipeg and they, Winnipeg went on that role and made Timu feel comfortable and, uh, they were the toast of the town in Winnipeg. I remember when that was a big deal when they got traded there. And I think, and again, with Ty Domi, um, he really came into his own in Winnipeg. You know, New York, I mean, he did the fight, had the big thing with Probert, blah, 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 but he was kind of the, you know, the rookie and all that. And, um, wasn't the Ty Domi we all knew, right? And I mean, it's like, you know, you're obviously, you're a young guy, you're growing into the role. Um, but once he got to Winnipeg, he really, Domi really established himself in Winnipeg. and got a lot of playing time, and he looked great in his fights. And he had some great fights in Winnipeg, and then of course on to Toronto, whatever, and then the rest is history. But um, yeah, Domi really found himself in Winnipeg, and uh, yeah. And, and Chris King, I mean, he had played... Obviously, he had a longer career. He had been around a little longer than Domi had been at that point. Um, uh, Chris King, solid, you know, solid grinder guy. Mocker, was he the greatest fighter in the world? No. Um, you know, middleweight guy. Wouldn't back down. Um, I don't know. what, what you know. What could, I can't go on a 10-minute friggin' synopsis about Chris King, but um, he was always around. But, I mean... His impact was definitely felt in Winnipeg, along with Domi's. A little better player than Ty, um, but yeah, again, uh, you know, grinder, middleweight guy. Um, yeah, it's just it's one like I said, it's a duo thing, right? So he was a, he was a great compliment to Domi, and uh, you know, yeah, Domi and King, man, I'm down. Uh, number five, Ray and May. Wow, there you go. Uh, played seven seasons together. Yeah, I mean, um I'm a big fan of uh oh, both these I love Rob Ray and I love Brad May. Um Buffalo had such oh man, Barnaby and Donnelly and Bugner and son of a bitch, Buffalo had a tough team back then. Um but Ray and May were definitely the two kingpins of the of the tough While well Donnelly would have been in there too. But when it was just the two of them, um for sure. Um all right, Rob Ray, what can you say? I mean, one of those things, uh, when he first came up, uh, you know, jersey flying off, naked underneath, blah, 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 and all that, but uh, always putting on a show, but uh, he, again, I, Ray was one of those guys too, I gotta be completely honest, uh, not that I did a complete 180, because I wasn't whatever, but I, maybe I did a 90 on him, um, I wasn't the biggest Ray fan when he first came up, not with the old jersey, I didn't give a shit about the jersey thing. But I, I don't know what it was. I was just kind of, eh. But, um, I think, I don't know when my, I can't actually put my finger on, uh, uh like a part, uh, when, uh, I, I kind of, when I, when I did my kind of turn on Ray, maybe I got a DVD or something and I kind of, well, at that time probably would have been a VHS tape, um, with Ray, but. He just kind of grew on me, and uh, and it became. He's one of my favorite guys now of all time, and I mean, one of the best KO. And you bring us up with people, but really, go on YouTube. There's about a nine minute like Rob Ray KO video on there. Like he has one of the he has one of the higher KO TKO percentages out of a lot of out of out of all time, and uh, and actually got better when the jersey stayed on. Um, I think it forced him to get better, and uh, and he didn't have that kind of. I don't think he relied on it as much. Well, I couldn't rely on it with a tie down, but I, I don't think he relied on the gimmick, right? And he, and he just kind of, you know, you know, uh, gritted his teeth and went for it. And I think he's really successful. And Brad May from the word go. I mean, I know he was drafted in the first round. Uh, well, Chase Lindros, we did with the scorecards. He was in that draft, but 14th overall, I think. Um, never played in the minors. Went right to the NHL. Um, had a great OHL career. Uh, played on Team Canada, gold medal here in Saskatoon. That's where I first saw him. Um, and I was a, Im- immediately a Brad May fan. I met him in the concourse at Sask Place. And he was, uh, um, yeah, he was just he was just cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm always a Brad May guy. Had a hell of a career, thousand games. I mean, I don't think he ever probably lived up to the first round billing of his scoring. Like they all thought he was going to be like kind of the Rick Tocket power forward, 30 goal, 300 minute guy. Um, I I don't know if he ever scored 20. I think he had 18 one year. Um, but he had a couple double-digit goal seasons, but never, you know, never panned out to be the big scorer. But, I mean, fight-wise, yeah, man, he had some great fights, and he had power, man. He had thunder in his hands. He had some big knockouts, and, uh, and he was a... Fucking, May was a bad motherfucker, man. I mean, he didn't give a shit. I mean, he fought mad, and he was fighting to win, and... If you were down, he didn't give a shit. He'd smoke you when you're down. It was to send messages. I was down with Brad May, man. He was mean as shit. I like May. I'm. I love it. Yeah, May and Ray for sure. Uh number four, Twist and Chase. Well, there you go. Uh, well, they were a duo forever. They played with Duo and Junior in Saskatoon, and then they went to St. Louis, and um, uh, they got five seasons down here for Twist and Chase. Um, yeah, I mean they obviously played together since teenagers. Um. I mean, Twist is definitely the heavyweight there, but Chase certainly had the fight card and fought everybody too, but undersized guy, but just what a technician. And, uh, and Twist says, well, play with Twist got me into a lot of fights because guys would rather fight me than Tony, uh, which is probably very much true. Um, yeah. And actually they ended up fighting each other with Twist or when Chase went to Hartford. Um, yeah, man. I mean you got twist, drop, and bomb and that was the thing. When he when he came out of Peoria and he and he was in uh he was in St. Louis, went to Quebec, and then went back to St. Louis. Um got traded for Darren Kimball. Yeah, weird times. Um Yeah, but they were in Peoria together with the Rivermen. I believe both their numbers are retired in Peoria. Um, they've been actually kind of joined at the hip for a long time with them, both of them from junior to the minors to the NHL and um Yeah, man, I was uh I'm down, I, I, I'm a big fan of both guys, and, uh, yeah, that's a great duel right there. Number three, Simeco and McSorley only played, well, they only have one season listed here, one in a, yeah, really, that's interesting, I, I I guess I've, again, I'm discovering this with you guys, so it's not like I did a lot of research, for some reason I thought, well, I guess, no, Simeco went to, what, he went to Hartford, right, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because Marty started in 83 at Pittsburgh and 85 at the... Yeah, okay. I get... I That's get... weird. I'm staring at Marty's card here. For some reason, I always just assume they played three or four seasons together, but they didn't. One. Um, I know I know Marty is very complimentary about Dave Simeko and kind of... Simeko really, like you said, really kind of showed him the way and taught him and was very... Especially at that time, I mean, because really, Marty bumped Semenko out of the job and got Semenko traded, but he said it was, um, he never, like, Semenko never, like, some guys would really cling to their position and, like, you know, wouldn't help the rookies or whatever, or a younger guy. I guess Marty wasn't really a rookie, but was a younger guy, and he was saying Semenko was always gracious and and everything, and, and, you know, really taught Marty the role, and, um, yeah, I mean, for that one year, I mean, you talk about a, you know, you had Semenko who was one of the baddest dudes and uh, short fuse, then you got Marty there, who again short fuse. Um, pff, yeah, that's a hell of, that's weird, man. I for some that's really baffling me. I, I thought Semenko and Marty, I don't know why I did. I just, it's one of those things you just assume they played together forever, but one year really, one full season together, huh? All right, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's pretty tough to, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty tough duo, man. Yeah, there you go, so michael McSorley, number three. Number two, Nystrom and Gillies, uh, 12 seasons. well, they're, for longevity, no one's going to beat those two, and I mean, Clark Gillies in the Hall of Fame, and Nystrom, great careers, um, yeah, really, well, then you throw, like, a Howard in there with them, and, I mean, that's a terrible, th- uh, you know, terrible, th- uh, tr- threesome right there, and, uh, you know, but yeah, great players could, uh, you know, could score the winner on you and beat the shit out of you. Um, I could definitely see if, uh, you know, if I was, uh, well, I was born in 75, but if I was a fan back, like I was in my teenage years or whatever, in the seventies and stuff, I could see myself, wow, ah, I would have liked, well, I probably would have liked the Bruins a lot too, um. But I could see myself being like a huge Nystrom and Gillies fan. Like I'm a fan now, but it's like I've, it's all because of watching old videos and stuff. I wasn't in that moment, right, with those guys. Um, but I'm a fan of going back and watching the old videos and stuff. Uh, I've all like Nystrom is just I love the way Bobby Nystrom fights. I mean, wide open, toe to toe. I love it. Um, you know, Gillies, big guy, old Jethro there uh, didn't. Fa- I always wish he fought more. Uh, but would, you know, had a long fuse, but when he did, he was like the, the, you know, and, and some great tilts and, um, yeah, man, I'm down with both guys. I'm a huge fan of both those guys and, uh, definitely, um, you know, I mean, you could probably argue, I'm assuming I know who number one is. Oh, here I'll just, yeah. So Probert Coaster, number one, um. Pretty tough to unseat those two, um, but if anybody could, it would be Gillies and Nystrom. Um, but yeah, well, number one, Probert and Coaster. I mean, I don't, like I don't like and the listeners don't, I don't need to really sell you on this. Um, I've brought it up on the show before, though. Um, I will say, um, I always thought Coaster got better after he left Detroit and kind of got away from Probert and got out of that shadow when he got to New York. I, I, always thought that was kind of Coaster's best work of his career. Again, he, he was entering his prime as well, right? Late twenties, early, you know, uh, going into New York, but, uh, he was awesome with the Rangers and, uh, but he was great with Detroit too, but I mean, you go back and look at those early fight cards when Probert was fighting, you know, Coaster was fighting other number twos and stuff, not all the time. And, you know, not that he couldn't have fought whoever, but I mean, he could fight anybody. Coaster's one of the all timers, but, it, you, but I, I'm not hey I'm not shitting on Joey by saying this but I mean literally go and look at his fight card uh when Probert was around in those mid 80s eh, you know a lot of you know we got Jim Pavese and a lot of guys like that on there and Jamie McCallan and stuff and it's like you know and uh you know and I and I think you know when, once he left Detroit I think it, you know and he became the number one have I think uh I think his fight card got a lot better and um, but regardless, I mean, obviously he was there, uh, a year or two before Bobby and, uh, you know, put up huge numbers, Saskatoon Blades guy, um, you know, so Coaster, I mean, feared right hand and, you know, did a lot of damage and, and Pro- well, I'm going to explain Bob Probert to you. I don't need to do that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Probert and Coaster, I mean, yeah, if I was doing the list, I'd probably have them at number one too. Actually, I'd probably, yeah. The Nystrom and Gillies, uh, I mean, I really can't argue with the list. I mean, I'm just trying to think of other other duos, it's, you know, on the spot. It's kind of tough, but, I mean, I don't know, Nylon and Kordick, uh, Byers and Miller. Um, actually, I'm really surprised, um, no, Dave Brown. I mean, who, well, Baruby. although him remember Baruby, I don't think, played that much together. They had a couple seasons, but, again, just going by this list, they had one or two years with guys... I know Ruby and Brown definitely played a season or two together. Um I'm trying to think Ben Will Ben Will, Cochran, maybe? Would that be around the same time? Kind of that early 80. Um, you know, well, O'Reilly and Jonathan, or Riley and Cashman or something, or Jonathan and Winsick. I mean, um uh, if you Fakona Baumgartner, uh kind of new school shit, uh oh Colt or Fraser McLaren. I actually I really like that year with the Leafs. So, well, there we go. There's your, uh, your dynamic duos, top eight. What do you think? Um, you know, <sighs> I think you got to find some Bruins and some Flyers in there, but, uh, something to chew on anyway on your commute or as you sit in your cubicle at work, Eat your cheese sandwich, thinking out loud. But, uh, yeah, there we go, folks. Well, there's an hour. There's an hour I killed for you. Um, but no, like I said, I, I want to thank. I always say this, but I, I, I thank you guys for tuning in. I know there's plenty of uh, hockey podcasts to listen to. The fact that you chose to listen to this one, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, and I and I do. I, in all honesty, I really do want to hear from you guys um, in terms of um, just just feedback on the show. Just uh, how is it? How's it going? Um, like I said, after 319, maybe a lot of times I give off the, the aura maybe, or the, the vibe that I don't give a shit. Nah, there's probably some truth to that, but at the same time, I've always said it's your guys' show. It's a listener's show. Um, and if there's something I'm doing or not doing, I want to hear about it. And, uh, and that's why I rely on you guys to hear. But, uh, other than that, whatever, whatever site you're listening to this on iTunes or on Spotify, could you rate and review my show? I would greatly appreciate that. If you go to YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,000 fight videos. Uh, I actually uploaded some old Saskatoon Blade uh, uh, Prince Albert Raider uh, highlight footage. You should check out. It's pretty funny. And uh, I actually just put up a, a wicked Darcy Johnson LNAH fight. Um, I want to get more involved in the YouTube. I know I keep saying that. I really do want to get some more stuff on my YouTube. Get that channel a little more active. Um, but yeah. And, uh, if you happen to watch a video on my YouTube channel or on Alex's channel or, or Jordan's or what have you, um, just hit the, you know, I know the little thumbs up. I know that's kind of, you know, whatever, you know, it's a little cheesy or hokey or whatever. YouTube loves that shit. So yeah, if you could do that, that would be really cool. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Um, other than that, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully I will have an interview for you on Wednesday, working on it. Uh, we just have to coordinate our schedules. So, um, hopefully I'll have that, uh, I'll, I'll get the champ on here, I'll let you guys figure that one out, but uh anyway folks, let's get out of here, it's Saturday night, it's uh, 9.30, time to go, but uh, again, thank you for tuning in, and I will be back to talk to you guys on Wednesday, thanks everybody.